This is Thursday, July 21st. It's pretty amazing how we allow things to remain around. Let me tell you about that in my life. After my mom passed away and my dad had to go into skilled nursing, Sandy and I had the responsibility of sorting through all of my parents' earthly belongings. It was an overwhelming task to process a lifetime of accumulation. For example, my mom had enough jewelry to fill a nice-sized drawer, and my dad had decades of photographs, a shopping bag full of memory sticks from his various cameras. You get the idea. So Sandy and I set to work. But it wasn't long before we realized we were outmatched by all that stuff. We emptied the storage unit in Vero Beach and brought it back to our garage here in Carl Gables. That was four years ago. Now, I'm not saying we haven't made progress, because we have. But what I'm saying is that we're still inundated. And when I think about my, the stuff my parents had, it wants me to get less stuff myself. And it also makes me want to leave less for my children to worry about later on. Now, I was to... if. Now, I was to connect this idea of connecting and storing to what we do in our lives. You see, broken stories can also accumulate in the same way. Broken friendships that are never restored. Severed relationships. With every loss, every sin, our hearts, well, they take a little ding. Until we can feel so dented, we wonder if restoration is possible. Here's our text for today from the last of David's confessional psalms. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love. According to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Psalm 51, verse 1 to 2. Now, the most common metaphor for sin in scripture is dirt. They use the word unclean to talk about their condition because, well, we have so little toleration for what is impure. Think of the last time you found a hair in your soup at a restaurant, or the last time you got into your car and something smelled a little off. You realized something had been left inside and it had spoiled. You turned your nose up at the thought and you knew that it will take a while to get that odor out. This is the kind of language used for our spiritual condition. Something is off. It leaves a scent all over your life. Years ago, I had the privilege of spending a few days in the home of a man who is a pig farmer. Modern pig farms are a wonder to behold. Everything from providing food and and water and to cleaning the pens is done automatically. And it's amazing to see. The farmer owner gave us a grand tour, and the smell was almost unbearable. But something happened during our time on the farm. We stopped smelling the pigs. The odor was ubiquitous. It was everywhere. And soon, I think we just became accustomed to the smell. We stopped smelling it. So much so that we became oblivious to even how we ourselves had come to smell. We were on the way back to the house after visiting the farm when we stopped by a 7-Eleven to pick up some cold drinks. And when we went into the store, we noticed that everyone was giving us quite a bit of latitude. (laughs) You see, what we had ceased to smell because of our long-term exposure, the people around us could easily detect. 
Now, David picks up this metaphor of uncleanness in his song to the Lord, and notice that he calls upon God not only to forgive the sin he has become aware of, but to blot out all his sin. Sadly, we can come to rationalize our sin. We can come to live with it like it's not even there. But all the while, it's wreaking havoc in our lives, polluting our hearts and damaging our relationships. I think about the smell of the pigs and how we came to just not even smell it. Now, I want to return to my parents' stuff for a moment. Our lives are cluttered by what we've collected. Yes, it's amazing how we allow things to remain around, how easily our sin mounts over time and how we we come to accept it and live with it. God can remove what is unclean. He detects and removes the odor that we have taught ourselves to live with. He does this because he loves us and he wants us to live free. He wants us to have undivided hearts so that we can live wholeheartedly. Now, all of this, in all of this, the cross makes sense. That Jesus, the Son of God, would come on our behalf to provide cleansing, to restore us to sanity, really and to provide us the joy of being loved and known by God. Let's pray. Forgiving God, we can adapt to live with almost anything. We rejoice in your way of grace. Remove our sins from far from us, O Lord, as far as the east is from the west. And along with David, we cry out for your grace, knowing that it is ours through your mercy and through the cross of Jesus. We pray together in his name. Amen.